Welcome to Trippin' in the Woods Podcast. Thank you for stopping by while you're trying to survive out there in the woods. Before we start this episode, a word from our killer sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Cyrus Realty. Are you looking for a home? A warm, inviting place to raise a family? My name is Castle, and I have the perfect home for you. Multiple bedrooms and located in the forest. No pestering neighbors. This multi-level house is filled with secrets and has invisible friends that keep your little ones busy. Not a fan of the layout? Not to worry. The layout can change at any given time. This house also includes ecto-bar glass etched with beautiful Latin. Schedule a walkthrough today. And if you decide to buy this dream home, it comes with a lifetime supply of Windex for free. Call now. Cyrus Realty. All right. Welcome back to the woods. Episode eight. We're live or not live. We're dead (laughs) because we are diving into the 2001 critical failure. (laughs) 13 ghosts, baby. Trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. So let's let's get down to the ghouls on this podcast. Michael Niebauer, how are you today? Good. Always good. Bueno. I love it. All right. Classic. That's it. That's it, baby. Woke Straight up to today. the point. Good day. Hey, put on your denims and you're ready to go. Ghoulish Steven, how are you today? I'm very excited to be here. Um, you, you I mean you could almost say it's you know it's, I feel like I'm a firstborn son today to be here okay uh the jokes will get better as the podcast progresses <laughs> we gotta start with the 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 low ballers first i'm ex- i'm excited to be here okay yeah no i hope so 13 ghosts directed by steve beck this film didn't do so well but was a lot of fun do you remember seeing this in the theaters steven i uh yes i do remember seeing the movie theater i remember uh i'll say this on the the recent viewing uh for our episode i i definitely remember the movie with a with a fondness more so than what than you know what we walked we talked we, what i actually watched again uh so i definitely had it with like uh, you know there's nostalgia for it actually so when that came out in the movie theater uh i was working at the movie theater i don't know if Nibar was still there but I was working there, and I and I swear to you, it, it might have been got lost in, in so many moves I've had. But I had the the little sign that goes over the actual um, number theater you go into that had thirteen ghosts on it because I thought it was so cool and different. And I liked the movie, you know, with the face with all the different people in it. Dude, I wish you had those. You had so much awesome stuff from when you worked at Oakwood. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's still there's still some stuff hidden in the. One of the mini rooms at uh, Grandma's house, but um, uh, there's still some some cool stuff in there. Um, all my reels got destroyed, but uh, yeah. So it came out when I was in movie theater. So I definitely remember watching movie theater. I remember it being really cool. I don't remember it necessarily being like a bomb, you know. And I was kind of hip to that at the time. I thought it did well. It was right in the middle, right in the middle. I would say of Matthew Lillard's prime. Yeah, because I don't know. Scooby Doo probably came out after. Scream is obviously where you know we could say that he kind of like hit the hit the you know the map going, uh, which is a '96. Even though Hackers came out in '95, and he has a big role in Hackers, but Scooby Doo came out in 2002 which by the way i'm a big i'm a big matthew Lillard fan i'm a big matthew Lillard fan I, I think we all are here who can agree he's uh top notch 100 percent. yeah bring Stu back scream I think, six i think we should see him in more movies i think he should be in more movies come on i'm bleeding here man scream six scooby-doo three let's do it bring them all back 
What about you, Nibar? Do you remember seeing 13 Ghosts back in the day? Um, I do remember seeing it in the theater. I do remember it being better than it was. I didn't remember what happened at the end, though, for whatever reason. I, I did remember them, like, trying to run away from, like, the, the ghosts and stuff. But then uh, the ending, I didn't remember for whatever reason. I'm going to say it's very similar to uh, Scream 5 is my overall movie takeaway here, where I just wished everybody died <laughs> in this one. And nobody made it out. That's really what I kind of wish. Okay, yeah. Stupid kid <laughs> on the stupid scooter. Yo, razors were hot at the time. Razors were hot at the time. Okay? Yeah, and and he's making like a little podcast, like a true crimes podcast before that was big. He was ahead of his time. He has like a fucking cassette t- deck thing that he's got going on, you know? No one's going to listen to the words that even going to get played on. There's no way it's getting played anywhere. I hate that kid. I hate that kid. And I hate every freaking knucklehead in Chad that tells you, oh, I got a podcast. You should listen to my podcast. Okay, we get it, bro. Fuck. I'm being attacked. Okay. (laughs) I'm in danger. (laughs) All right. So 13 Ghosts, what I'll tell you, what I remember back in the day, yeah, it was was a fun movie. But my favorite part was the DVD, which uh, is, I think, a lost art nowadays. When you had the DVD back in the day, you got the interactive menu. That was so much fun. Now, streaming-wise, they just play a bit of the movie when, you ha- when you're when you hovering over it. You don't get all that extra stuff anymore. You don't get the, the, the backstory of all these ghosts and stuff like that. You got to find a featurette. The DVD was so much fun and so cool. I'll miss those, those type of things. Blaze was a virgin at the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably. I don't know. And, and, and I would say not only his <laughs> I think DVD... I 12, so... Like, I hope so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, (laughs) B-Bower. I know. What what were you slinging at? When when did you lose it? (laughs) What topic are we getting into? (laughs) I honestly don't remember when the movie came out or exactly (laughs) how old you were going to be. I just thought it was hilarious with the DVD. I'm like, that you were not getting, you were not pulling checks by by saying, you know, how amazing the DVD was. (laughs) There's a lot lot to keep track of. All right, all right. So. Why? Why well, feel like? Well, I feel like one DVDs are lost anyways. Like it's not a lost art of the DVDs. Like who the hell has DVDs? I have like four bins in my closet of DVDs, but nobody buys DVDs anymore. I mean, they're you know they're at the three dollar bargain bin in Walmart. But I, I agree with you. If you want to say there was a heyday and a prime of DVD extras, what the DVD was made for, I agree with you. Thirteen Ghosts does it a hundred percent right. All the little story you don't really get backstories on the 13 ghosts and the 12 ghosts but there's a little vignettes on each of the dvd there's a good behind the scenes there's there's a lot like that that's what the dvds are made for i hate you know they started to lose their luster when people would just be like hey we need to record the commentary and you would just sit there and kind of just mumble through the commentary some commentary is really good though yeah some no some are really good but but the matrix series actually has really good commentary but what 13 ghosts is the embodiment of a great dvd setup for but that's uh, what i mean like you sense. had to make uh because they made you know sales dvd sales they had to sell dvds and that's what I mean by a lost art is you're never going to get that type of interactive with a movie anymore, pretty much. Like, unless you go to Universal or you go to a theme park, you're not going to get it like you got it with a DVD. For the point of Jeepers Creepers 2, I don't know if you remember that DVD interactive menu, the dude was just staring at you till you pressed a button. And it was so creepy. And he would just be like looking at you and snarling. And that's one of the creepier interactive menus I've seen. So I think yeah. you could I think you could do something now, maybe where you could like say like you 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 remade Thirteen Ghosts, right? You could just have thirteen trailers <clears throat> that kind of give you the backstories, 
or yeah. a trailer where they say, hey, go check out this YouTube channel, and then you kind of have the backstories there, you know? I mean, it has to be a non-physical media with the world we live in today. So. This is but I think you can do it still. I, I just don't think you're going to have the same interaction. I just don't think it's going to be possible. Okay, yeah. so yeah, let's, let's get into the movie. There are ghosts around us all the time. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. The beginning of this film, I actually didn't remember to be so uh, vicious. Like, it's, it's definitely gory. I know there's a lot of blood they just throw around in the junkyard. They're coming here to catch uh, the juggernaut. Yep, the juggernaut. And two kills right off the back, man. The the guy who's climbing like the the cars, or he gets put into the cars into the trunk. He gets sucked in and bent backwards. Awesome kill. Yeah, that was awesome. And then <laughs> the juggernaut like picks up a car and literally smashes a guy in half. Like it doesn't just smash him. His body is like cut in half from a car like what a start what a beginning matthew lillard's like yo there's a 13 ghost i'm only on contract for 12 you got the people the rivals that are trying to stop them the, the pretty much the PETA of the group like ghosts have rights and then they're like it's fucking dead so the introduction introduces a lot very quickly and then you get what you think is the main villain dead right away. So the editing is insane. It's like music video, super cut, strobe light effects. It's a little weird. If anything, I feel like they did themselves a disservice. I mean, you know, there's a couple things I think, you know, they did themselves a disservice with. But definitely the, that strobing effect. Yeah. That it was weirdly yeah, cut like a music video. Like, I swear, I, I thought that the director i had to keep looking i thought it was mick g was gonna end up being the director but you know i thought it was it, it, it was shot like a music video which was very very weird and the strobes definitely was distracting yeah you didn't need it like i wanted you to see the juggernaut do the damage he was doing i didn't need you to cut especially inside the uh the ghost cage the glass cage or whatever just like shining lights for no reason so then we are introduced into the family and then this is a cool concept or a cool way of uh describing what has happened like there's been a traumatic scene pretty much the burning the house on fire and they're showing the credits and you get that story in a cool way i think that you don't expect from this type of film where you figure out oh the mother's dead she burned to death or whatnot this family's struggling. You got Monk, the father. You got Shannon Elizabeth, American Pie, sitting there. For some reason, they're struggling to pay, you know, bills, but they can afford a nanny, so we got a nanny there. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I'm like, because I was like, when I rewatch the movie, I'm like, who is that? Is Ron that a Digger. friend of theirs? Yeah, I know. Well, we'll get to that. But I'm like, who is she? And then eventually as the movie goes along, and especially at the end, when she's like, oh, I'm not doing this nanny bullshit anymore. I'm moving back to Newark. Yeah. I'm like, wait, how did they afford... They're struggling with bills, but you still have the nanny in a one in a one bedroom apartment where you're a math teacher. Get rid of the nanny. Yeah, it was bizarre. I was like, yeah. why is she even there? Like, who is she even? Like, the kid's old enough, obviously, to be He's on running a, a podcast. computer by himself. He can, you know. I, I really don't <laughs> get. I really, and, and they never even give an explanation. Was she there during the fire? Was she just a friend of theirs? So she kind of stayed on, and they lived together. It's very weird that they have a nanny. It, it literally, I feel like they just like we need more people in the house. So they yeah. just had to wedge it in, you know? I wish they, they didn't use a nanny situation. Maybe just put a cousin there. Because the, the money friend. strap problems, a friend, the money strap problems. Shit Elizabeth's girlfriend. No, Who's the money, girlfriend? yeah. <laughs> Steve has some, like, fantasy. Or uh, Monk, because he blew up after that, too. Forget Tony Shalhoub. We know who's carrying the movie. 
guy. <laughs> you don't even call him Tony Shalhoub. That guy's done a thousand roles, and you keep calling him Monk. If you see that guy, you're not going to name Monk first. That's the only. That, I think that's his name. And the show was just like a documentary <laughs> about his life. I know the villain is kind of a, a more famous actor, Cyrus. Yeah, but... F. F. Murray Abram. He's more of an older, famous, uh, famous actor. Yeah, no, he's on record just saying I just wanted a paycheck for this film. So, he well, he looks care. like he just wanted a paycheck. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> tell he's mailing it in. They get this video with from the lawyer who's creepy looking, and uh, they're like, "Oh, you have an uncle." I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. I love that the uncle that he, he describes who the uncle is as Shane Elizabeth. He's like, uh, "Oh yeah, that's the bad brother that squandered our fortune." And she's like, we have a fortune? And he looks at her like, dumb bitch, I said squandered. It means gone. <laughs> like, he looks at her like he was ready to backhand her. I was like, holy shit, don't fuck with Monk. <laughs> he also's like, oh, I love you guys, I love you guys, I know her, I know your mom just died, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he trips over the scooter one time, it's supposed to copy us, he's like, this <laughs> fucking kid! Like, he flipped out too real quick. So, well, Tony Shalhoub's acting was up and down. It was there was no middle ground because he literally was like, "I will kill this kid," and everybody's like, "Yo, relax, relax, Dad. Get the math like, exam or something." Run a scene for like twenty minutes, but he's like, "This is the fifth time I'm fucking tripped over this razor." <laughs> even even the uh, even the lawyer I had a longer career, a, a bigger career, I think, than Shane Elizabeth. Well, he's in the one hundred. Yeah, he is in the one hundred. He the one hundred. Exactly. Yeah, he was great in that. He, we're very tail end of that series a lot of people don't know here's a here's a ins little insider thing for the people that really love this podcast and follow us we're really big the 100 guys in this podcast really big. i mean for a while we were really into the 100 we talked yeah. a lot about 100 <laughs> if you want to do some episodes <laughs> on the 100 we are the guys <laughs> <laughs> octavia let's go hey, baby raven my girl <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen an episode of this show. Oh, it's, it was it was so good for like five seasons, and then it really starts to tail off. You're either one crew or not one or enemy of one. one yeah, crew you're either one like crew that. or yeah. an enemy of one crew. Sky yeah, was, crew forever. She just started fucking killing everyone. It was sick. So they get to they get the video, whatever, and the guy's like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna leave you my life's work." I I love that he puts in the video cuts off, and then the video cuts back on. I'll see you again, or so. Why? why? What, what dramatic effect are we forcing on his family? I so do weird. like how they, they kept it in that he had to touch it to turn it off and then turn yeah. it back on. Yeah. So like, you couldn't just cut it a couple seconds beforehand before you, when you edit this thing? <laughs> That's in a lot of movies, so they always have to touch it. That's always in there. There's no editing involved. Yeah, but if you're making an ominous video for your will and testament, like, you, I feel like you could pay someone to cut it. They get to the house. This all takes place in one day, one night, too, which is kind of wild. They get to the house. Big glass house. What are your first thoughts at seeing this house in Ebar? I thought the house architecture was pretty cool, actually. I liked it. I, I did it. It made no sense. They don't explain it making any sense sense they they talked about the ectoplasmic ectobar glass and they talk about yeah. the ruins kind of like being written there but they never explain why the house has to be a giant glass thing and they never explain you know i, I get it that I, they don't even explain really be honest with you why the house shifts um i get releasing the ghosts at certain times but why are the walls shifting around what you know is it is it supposed to be tied to some kind of puzzle box again they don't really go into any of that stuff and that, that even would be good for the dvd i like i like the design of the house i didn't say it makes sense so the house itself makes zero sense and the fact that they have some like this house is not a house we're in the middle of a machine 
devil engine shit that's in the basement somewhere or wherever the fuck that is. It's like middle of the house. Who knows where that's at? You know, the floor is rotating for parts of reasons. Like if you walk on that, you're dead. You're just, you're going to die. You know, you're gone. And then, and then even, even for practicality, like again, how are you literally living in a glass house? Like even uh, Shane Elizabeth's terrible character that makes all these crappy nineties one liners is like, I hope the bathroom's in the basement. <laughs> but she's right, dude. She's right. You're going to be just naked up in there taking a shower. Yeah, but if the guy's by himself and he's like a centric billionaire kind of guy, like he doesn't give a shit. Missing a valid point here is that, oh, I hope it's in the basement. No, no, no. People get lost in this house throughout the movie. So they clearly can't see through these fucking windows because everyone gets lost. They lose the boy. They lose. Shane Elizabeth well, gets lost. There's a reason why they lost that boy. They were trying to get rid of him from the get. Okay. <laughs> they were like, fuck this. The house moves. Oh, yeah. You're going to stand by yourself for, for like two seconds. Oh, no. There's a wall. Oh, my God. You're lost now. Okay, but I thought we could generally piece this together, though. You guys shouldn't be so lost. So the house is moving, so it's locked them in. They can't escape. It's obviously a house to open the gates of hell, the eye of hell. Oh, it's real obvious. Yeah, they, they open a book. <laughs> they show it. They talk. They tell you the whole thing. Yes, what's they happening. do. I agree with you. Believe me, the exposition is definitely there. They explain the everything to you. The house isn't to really live in They explain all. everything to you. That's okay, but okay, well, but why does it have to be a house then? It has an office. To get his family to move in. Like, it has an office. Yeah, that's all just for looks, man. None of that matters. At at the very least, I I thought you would give me the excuse of, well, you know, you can't really make uh, ghost-resistant concrete, so they have to use this made-up ectobar, and ectobar is made out of glass. At least give me that, Papa. No, yeah, that works. I mean, that's the Latin on the glass. (laughs) But no. No, 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 no. Rafkin, Matthew Lillard's character, says... This is Ectobar. You can't smash it. You can't talk through it. You won't be able to hear each other. This is special act ectoplasm glass. Yeah. He says that. Not even without yeah. not even without okay. the writing. Because I yeah. noticed later in the movie, after he says that, they're shouting at each other and they can hear each other through the glass. No, yeah, so... that was a mess. <laughs> but I just counted that to like maybe there's an opening somewhere and it's going around. Or maybe they're reading each other's lips. No, not that. Really loudly. They're reading each other's lips really loudly. (laughs) That that whole machine thing that's just going off crazy with no type of, like, containment is wild. Anything could just fuck that up. Sticking an arm in on accident. That whole thing's gone. Yeah, it was just a bunch of gears, like, rotating on itself. (laughs) Who turned that on? Like, why is that on? It was the the ocular assessment, or whatever they called it. You know? And And that that, that floor is just deadly. You walk in there wrong, you're done. You're, that's it. Yeah, but that floor you know? is designed for that. That That's all designed. In fact, they should have had someone... Because remember, and again, that floor is in the middle of the goddamn house right when you walk in. Because remember, they're all looking at it. So I think it would have been even, it, it would have sold you more if somebody was standing on it when that first one started spinning and they kind of were rotating. Like yeah, like that kid. Like, 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 you could, you know? could ride a scooter on it and then die, you know? And how about the key? That key gets sucked in, so there's no there's no key when they open the door, too. This was always a one-way ticket. Yes, but again, like I, said, I, I just didn't see why everything had to be glass. There, there's no explanation why everything had to be glass. I, like Outside it. I of, thought it looked cool, out, yes, but there's, it did zero, look cool. I, there's zero reason for any of it to be the way it is. When we get to more, uh, you know, deeper into this film, that's exactly where I think it is, and, and that's what the critics were painting it for when it came out in 2001, and that's my biggest takeaway from this movie, is it was all flash, no substance. It was all... Let's make this house look really badass and cool. Let's make these ghosts look really badass and cool. And then you're like, well, what about the story? You're like, ah, who, who cares? There's ectobar glass. Like, uh, they got to kill his, his nephew. And 
He's got to sacrifice himself, even though he's not sacrificing himself anymore. I'm just telling him to jump in there. We got to remember it's a remake, too, and I think the original didn't really make sense either. It just had random ghosts in the basement, and they were going in there to get a fortune. Like, there was money that they were trying okay, to Okay, but the original came out in, like, 1902, and people couldn't read. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll take that. They both had glasses, though, that you can see the ghosts in, so that was cool. And actually, did you see the effect? Um, you could kind of look at, you could watch it on YouTube a little bit. 1960, so the movie came out in 1960, okay? But they show you the effect with the red and blue. That was actually really cool, really cool idea. Where literally, if you're watching it with blue, again, I don't know who's watching without any of these glasses because now you're, you're going you're gonna to get a headache five minutes into the movie. But you're watching it in blue, there's nothing there, and it's really cool. And then you're, the special effects they had in the red were actually... They're really cool, especially for some film that came out in 1960. So I give I give William Castle a lot of credit for that. That is badass. So they're walking through the house. Matthew Lillard goes downstairs to the basement. This is where he notices, like, oh shit, all the fucking ghosts are here. This is there's something wrong. So he goes upstairs and he's trying to tell Monk real quick, yo, like we need to get out of this house. And he, he, for some reason, he uses like five different ways to pretty much say ghost. I don't know why. It's really weird, but he's like, then I'll put it in and we'll do this the easy way. Ghost. You hunt, displace spiritual energies with your uncle. I'm sorry? Uh, uh, PK agents, revenants, uh, 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 like wraiths, wraiths. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll do this the easy way, ghosts. Why wouldn't you just come out with ghost? Because he said, like, PK. He said race. He said, like, all these other weird names. I think names. he was trying not to come off as, like... Crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so he was trying to, you know, like like you guys are saying, he's, he says, he literally says, uh, I know this is going to sound completely whack, <laughs> but just say with me, okay, I, I used to hunt displaced spiritual energies with your uncle. PK agents, revenants, uh, uh, like wraiths. Wraiths? Do you yeah. have any idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's, and then you come out extra fucking crazy now <laughs> that you've gone through this list. And you're like, fuck it, ghost. Ghost! Ghost, goddammit, listen to me! How would you say it? I mean, he also says, you know, one of, one of the lines I actually like for this movie, he goes, hey, uh, in case you haven't noticed yet, I'm a bit of a freak. Yeah. You can't say ghost right away, right? Because what if they can't hear you because of the whole ectobar glass, right? So they think you're saying goats. And you're like, there's a bunch of goats in the basement? Why are there all these goats oh in God. the basement? No, that's not good. <laughs> cut that out. They're in the same room. Yeah, cut that. All Come right. on! Goats, man! What's <laughs> up with all these goats? What if... That actually would be an awesome... Killer goats. Yes! 13 goats. Yeah. Imagine, a, imagine a remake called 13 so Goats, scared. where it's 13 murdered goats, ghosts, that come back and try to eat people. It'd probably be better than this film. This film sucked. No, it wouldn't be. Don't, don't wish that totally on anyone. Better. You're expecting the lawyer to go grab the money. This is all planned out. There's a lot of a thought into this, and he grabs the money. That, that starts the releasing of the ghost. The first ghost that is released is the uh, the angry princess because he's like, oh, nice tits. And then she's walking out there and the angry princess is, is walking towards her and you get the awesome, another cool kill of, a lot of this movies has to do with split. I don't know, like one, two people get their bodies, you know, chopped in half and then here comes the lawyer, body clear cut in half again. They, it's a it's a reoccurring theme. Yeah, I did I did notice that from the from the beginning of the kills, and I'm like, again. Yeah. Like he couldn't have died in any other like way. I mean. Well, no, I thought I thought the the lawyers. In fact, I remember distinctly. If there's if there's a couple things I remembered before I rewatched the lawyers it, kill, yeah. Was the lawyers kill the lawyers kill? As a kid, when you watched that, you were like, that was such a cool kill because it was glass. One of the times the glass was very useful, and you just kind of saw the second half 
of the body. And then, of course, Rod Digger has, you know, the perfect line in the movie where she's like, did the lawyer split? Yeah, yeah, they made, <laughs> they made, yep. All right, and then so, yeah, he gets killed. This ghost is walking around, and you got Shannon Elizabeth in the bathroom checking her hairdo. The ghost is with her, hanging out. And she's at the sink, and she's fixing her hair, but for some reason she goes to the bathtub to wipe her face with water. I don't know why she didn't use the sink. The whole bathroom setup didn't even make any sense either, and then, like, her room that she went to already was, like, furnished a little bit with, like, female stuff. It's like, the guy was a recluse that was, like, a billionaire. Like, he wouldn't have a room like that. Like, why does he have this random room? That's why this is all for show, man. This is you know? a show room. That, that, that whole scene, that, that whole, like, none of it made sense. And I can only think and imagine, uh, you know, from being the perspective behind the scenes of, of, of just working with directors and actors. And what kind of direction was he giving Chan Elizabeth? Oh, just stare in the mirror. Play with your hair. Play yeah. with your hair. <laughs> Three hours later, play with your hair. Now go now go to the bathtub and use bathtub water. Even though the sink is, just like you said, even though the sink's right there. And just, because we're going to have blood, it's going to look really cool in post, post. But just fucking post. play with it. Like, yeah, you're like, dude, like what? Like seriously, Chan Elizabeth, I'm, I would have lost, I would have ripped my hair out. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I staring in the mirror for 35 minutes? Playing with the one strand of hair and then fall back on the bed. Fall back on the bed. Like, why? Oh, like, you said, why is there a bedroom in there? Back, yeah. yeah, why is there a bedroom in there? You know, like, That's you what know. I said. It doesn't make any sense. I know. It makes I zero know. sense. That room makes zero sense. But, but it's a it, lot goes of back, it, go, it goes back to all the characters. Like, even, even these characters that are supposed to have. You know the whatever their mom's name is as a ghost, um, the the bound the, the withered, withered lover. lover. Like even even with that, you think they'd give her some of a backstory, but they have they're they're so they're not even one note characters. Like you said, the kid he's, he rides a scooter and he does his little recordings. Uh, the dad is is under stress and misses his wife. Chen Elizabeth's a typical '90s teenager, and then the nanny is. From Newark, like I, you know, it's it's so weird that there's no substance to any of this. I don't feel bad for them. I don't I don't feel the pain that they lost their mom or their wife at all. I'm just like, what? yeah, I'm not worried about them. I'm like, why are they here? The only character that that is fleshed out and that you feel for and you follow is is Rafkin, is, is Matthew, Matthew Lillard's character. Yeah. I wanted them all to die. Yeah, well, I think the ghost is the main feature here. We all want to see the ghost. We all love the ghost. Even the the. Uh... The angry princess looks badass walking around with her knife. He's actually in a hangar right now doing the filming. I know. Are you recording from the hangar? (laughs) He's got that weird sex lava lamp on behind him. Oh, the cool thing about the withered lover. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that weird weird sex lava lamp. It also is uh, (laughs) that she carries around an IV with her everywhere she goes. Why? Yeah. Why? Exactly. Because she's number four. She's the fourth ghost. Oh my god. Ivy. Dude. Boom. Oh Roman numerals, baby. Are you serious? That's terrible. Really? That is so terrible. <laughs> that, that is, is it. So yeah, terrible. I looked it up. <laughs> that is so stupid. It was weird that she had it, and I didn't put two to two together. I did not get it. That is <laughs> that is terrible. That is a, No, this will be really good. This is an Easter egg for like 30 oh, years from so now. Amazing. You know, it's going to be so It blew so your cool. mind. Yeah, what, no, 21 years ago? 21 years now. Here's what I have to say about her. I feel like they were like, all right, we got a million dollar budget for the makeup. And they got done with everything else. They're like, wait, wait what about... What about the widow lover? Oh yeah, just slap some fucking putty on the side of her face and give her an IV. <laughs> like that was the worst burn victim I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, you have the juggernaut, and you have the hammer, and you have the jackal, and they look badass. And you, she's just standing there with peanut butter on the side of her face falling off. 
Now we get the uh, random lady that is trying to free the spirits, so we think, coming in, pretty much telling the whole story of what's going on. This is where we get the whole what the house is for, what his uncle did, why are there ghosts here, what needs to get done. I think they sold a pretty good convincing case for Monk to eventually kill himself because he had to to sacrifice for his kids. He believed it. Matthew Lillard believed it. Rod Digga believed it, but they were like, God, there has to be a better way. But man, they sold. I thought their plan worked to perfection until obviously Cyrus kills her in the flattening, which I wish we got to see. I don't know. You, you show all this gore, but you hold back on the crushing like it crushes and cut. Uh, leaving Rod Digga alive in the room that's the most important room ever that has all the buttons and everything. What was that? That was wild. Of course, she's going to DJ it up in there with the music. So I think I think what could have helped a little bit more is if they actually had more people that had went into the house. Then you would have more deaths, I think, attributed to the ghosts. So like now you have like she gets um, the, the daughter gets like stabbed or something. And, you know, and you're just like, okay, all right. Well, you know, you know, they're not going to die. Like, you know, she's not going to die. You know, the boy's not going to die. You know, the guy's not going to die. Like, you know, nobody's going to die. So like, there's, yeah, you're like, okay, you're running away from a ghost. Big deal. Like, you're not going to die. There's no suspense. That's the whole thing is they're like, oh, the jackal's the worst one. Like, oh yeah, Jaggedon and Hammer are higher up there, but the jackal, the jackal. And the jackal scratches up uh, Shin Elizabeth. The jackal scratches up Tony Shalhoub. But th that's it. Just scratches them up. I, I, what kind of, kind of cat powers does she? Is a cat woman? Was okay, made the it was a guy. But I thought it was a woman. Let me say this about uh, that character of I forget whatever her name was. The Peter lady. Yeah, the the Peter lady, Kalina or whatever. Kalina. What a terrible. And again, really, who's writing this? What a terrible non-existent twist. They, they set her up in the beginning, her and her partner, as, oh, you got to stop this, you're hurting yeah. these ghosts or whatever, for f literally five minutes. You don't see anything about them. She shows up to save them, which is okay. It was kind of cool. She throws, and they never explain what the hell these flares have to do with the ghosts <laughs> or that they make the ghosts scared. They never explain it. It doesn't even look like they work. <laughs> well, they have to. They get away somehow. There's no, there's no, that. like, you're not like, okay, because the, the ghosts, like, disappear and reappear, which is really annoying, but then... You don't even see them interacting with the flare anyway. It's not like the flare really stopped them. No, but they even say, though, they even say, that, oh, we have one flare left, like, when they're going to go down in the basement again. And, like, okay, so what the fuck did that mean, though? Like, and then, you know, they even have her with all this dynamite, and they, they you know, they have their typical 90s, 2000s line, I got enough dynamite to bring us back to the 15th century or something. Like, okay, all right. But, again, so they bring her back for no reason. Right? You could say, okay, because she's going to stop him. She's been secretly trying to stop him, whatever. And then they just literally use her to give you exposition for the movie of, I did everything you said. I killed this guy. I have the book. We can trick your your nephew into, like, into killing himself. Like, okay, cool. Thanks for catching me up in the parts of the movie that you didn't want to actually show me. And then he just kills her for no reason. And again, if he would have let her be and just kept sitting wherever the hell he was sitting watching this happening, but he's like, no, no, no. I need a front seat. I need to stand here in the doorway for some dumb reason for Tony Shalhoub to look at me long enough to realize that this is cheap makeup I'm wearing and I'm not actually dead. What, why even show up? Just wait till it's over with and get your godlike powers, your devil powers. You got a pistol. Tell the guy, go jump in there or I shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> then it, but even still, at that point, it won't work anymore anyways, right? Because the whole point is he has to sacrifice, sacrifice himself for love. But now he knows that he's real. 
And he's like, oh, you still got to jump in. Well, he's not doing it for love anymore. And he wouldn't do it anyways. His, his kids are... He hated his kids, especially the scooter kid. Yeah, but even afterwards, the house is blowing up. He, he's going to save his kids. No, what does he do? He times himself to jump through the thing, I guess, to kind of show that he could have always done it. And then just tells him, duck. Duck. Put your head down. We're going to wait till the whole house explodes over us. And we'll be all right. He was he jumped over there and he's like, I gotta make sure you guys don't escape. This house is going down. <laughs> We're going with the house. And like you said, and, and everything blows up and and no one still dies. Everybody has plot armor. Rodiga doesn't die in the one room that, that she's pulling all those controls and levers. They don't die when they're literally underneath all those random blades and gears. I'm sorry, family, Kathy, Bobby, Uncle, Ghost. I am sick of this nanny shit. I've had it. This was not in the job description. You know, I nobody what? dies, but Matthew Lillard gets gets his butt whooped. Gets bent in half. Another split thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm never, I'll never forget this, even from the, when I first watched this. How come they only take one of the glass panes off? They're like, oh, we, we need to take a glass pane. We can use it to walk around. And, and Tony Shalhoub, Matthew Lillard, holding it, holding it. And all of a sudden, he's like, no, just lean it against here. I'm going to protect you. And now I'm going to go get split in half. And, you, and then he just pushes it off. So was it too heavy? Yeah. Was it not too heavy? Could you not Could not everyone just grab a piece of glass and just kind of walk around? Seemed like it was a two-man job. So the, so the ghosts could, like, disappear and reappear. Can they not, like, appear a little higher than they were to get over the glass? But, I mean, it's, like, literally, like, five, like, couple feet. You could just, like, jump and get to the guy on the other side. There's, like, not a whole lot going on, you know? Or you could, like... Since the glass is on an angle, you could just, like, stick your hand underneath the side, you know? Like, you could still get there. There's no reason that how he was protected with the glass. There's just no no reason for it. No, he could have still, like, there's a gap, right? So what's the rules with the ghost? Exactly like you said, could they not, like, reach through? Okay, their, but we their, can't get mad about not. ghosts reappearing and disappearing. I think that's, like, their <laughs> main thing. <laughs> like, that's what ghosts do. So they could, <laughs> so how could they not reappear and disappear and reappear on the other side of the glass? No, I, I'm with you on that. Because the glass is not attached anymore. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying anymore. in the corner so, bit, they can't fit in there with him. When he does the corner <laughs> bit. That's why Lillard pushes him in the corner. He can't fit in there. Where's he going to go? It's It's got the same glass behind him. <laughs> no, I, I also don't like that when they hit the glass, there's like this weird sparks. Why is there so much sparks? What's going on? I don't, I, and I don't understand that either. Like, is it the sparks? Like, because they don't can see it in the glasses? Or they, I, I swear to you, they showed it when they weren't wearing the glasses. So, you, <laughs> no, so, so if you weren't wearing the glasses, do you just see random, like, fireworks going off in the house and you're like what's going on i thought yeah, it was it's... pretty pretty lame they had like one pair of glasses and it's like what we got company Where? i can't see how close is it close enough to hurt you go 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 oh you're, you're gonna go watch it oh my god there's ghosts and it's like you check it out and they like throw the glasses at the other person they're like holy shit there's ghosts in there and then they still get upset when they have to figure out what to do like uh monk like, toward the end of the movie, he's like, oh, my God, and he's all up mad and all upset. And you're like, you know, there's ghosts. Like, I don't understand why you're not part like, down for this plot. You know, like, we all know what the you know, what's going on now. OK, can't be upset. You you literally have seen proof with your eyes. My favorite ghost was the jackal. I love the jackal. I love the scratching. It was terrifying. I love the cage that's like broken open only around the face area like it, it's. That, that was a creepy one that I kept with me. And then the Juggernaut is just really cool looking. 
I did like the chapel too, but I thought the Well, I feel like I feel like you could easily tell they put a lot of effort in the Jaggernaut, the Jackal, yeah. and the Hammer. A lot of fucking effort. So of course those are the ones that everyone's gonna love and attach to. And again, the makeup's great, the backstory's for the most part really great. And then like the torso, obviously nobody sit there is gonna say, Hey, the yeah, torso is my sucked. favorite one. You know, <laughs> like I will say this, you know, for for different reasons when that movie came out, I was kind of a big fan of the Angry Princess. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> you know, I was you know, at that age at that age, Blaze was twelve, I was sixteen, seventeen, you know, the Angry Princess was was I respected her, you know, I, I respected her and I thought she was the most tragic of all the people there. That not the the withered lover, but the angry princess that you get no respect. But and then let me get to this too. Can I say this? I really hate I really hate that the dire mother and the great child are to me they should have been just one. Yeah, they're they're a pair. Like you have, they have to be a pair. They should be one. Yeah, they're they're together. They're supposed to they're supposed to be the black zodiac. It's supposed to be twelve ghosts, twelve zodiac signs. But they keep and they always talk about them together. So that should be one. They're not two separate ones. Cause like say your zodiac sign was Pisces. You're like, yeah, but really Pisces and Capricorn are, this, are together. They're always the same sign. And you're like, what? Why, why don't I just make it one then? Because, like, what did the dire mother ever do but just feed the great child? So when they went hunting for ghosts with Matthew Lillard's character, with Rafkin, when they went hunting for ghosts, did they go and hunt them separately? No, I guarantee they probably just showed up and they both were sitting in Yeah, well, the whole somewhere. deal with the great child was that he was fed by his dire mother, the, the three-foot-tall lady, always fed him, always fed him. He rolled over on her in her in his sleep and killed her and then died of starvation because there was no one there to feed him. No, that wasn't the story. The story that's, was that's they an old killed story. her. There's two stories. Oh, yeah, there's okay. two yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. They killed her on accident with a prank when they when they uh, suffocated. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went and murdered yeah, them with an axe. You know, yeah. There's two yeah, stories. So, I like the second so, story but, better. That's uh, why I thought that was cool that he accidentally kills her and that then is cool. He starts. Yeah. But I think they should be one. I think they got kind of... I think, again, they kind of were running out of money and they were like, oh, fuck. Is this two or one? Let's just make it two. Let's just make it two. I thought they were all great. You know what? I'm going to go with the Torn Prince. Because I liked his idea. I like his story. Uh, he's he's in the movie more than than a lot of these other people here. Like I never even remember seeing really, and I know they're in there and you do see them, but I never remember even really remember seeing the Bound Woman or the Pilgrimess. And the Firstborn Son is just he's trying to be creepy, but it's not really creepy to me, dude. The freaking the Torn Prince is throughout the entire goddamn movie. He's swinging that bat. They're like, oh, he has a bat. Let's just let him well, swing the it around. Bound Woman, which I thought would be Nebar's favorite, was uh, the reason why the boy came down the stairs she was the one luring her because that was her whole deal is that she did she did all that so he actually had more work than the torso it's literally a guy crawling for a second we were like oh we saw him we're done with that one move on we saw him. <laughs> yeah. i like that everyone was a little like scared of the firstborn son that was kind of cool like Anytime you saw him, you're like, oh, fuck, okay, let's back up, back up. His deal was cool, too, so he had, like, a toy gun, and he found, like, a real arrowhead, so his neighbor friend had the bow and arrow, and they played, you know, cowboys and Indians, and he got shot right in the head with it. Useless? Yeah, I would say the Pilgrimess, uh, not really anything going on with her. Same thing with the Great Child and Dial Mother, they never did anything. So, yeah, the last three were the really cool one, the Hammer. They were the, they were the heavy hitters, they were the heavy hitters. And that's why I'm saying, if I'm not picking those, we let, we let go of my baby girl, the Angry Princess, then I'm gonna go with the Torn Prince. The Torn Prince, which is all he was was an anger person that was talented at baseball, and he crashed his drag racing car. No, but he was like, no, he, well, they, they kind of like, they kind of just like 
smashed and everything from the 1950s. <laughs> he was a great baseball player. He was a greaser head. Yeah. You know, go grease lightning, go grease lightning. I think they could have done a little bit better with giving you more backstory on the ghost. Well, I think, so I think they were trying to play on, and I, you definitely can see this when you see behind the scenes footage and stuff. They were trying to play on the whole viewer thing that the original William Castle had with the 13 ghosts. They just disappear and reappear and, and they just kind of, like you said, the glass opens up and then they, you see them for a second, then you don't see them. They weren't sure what to do with it. And then same thing too with the sparks flying whenever things hit the glass. I feel like they were like, we need to have a way to show like them swinging, but also remember we got to try to stick to the viewers, the uh, the eyeglass viewers, which I thought were cool the way they did it with the lights and everything. With you know we got to stick to the way the viewers. So how about sparks fly whenever they hit the glass? Because it's remember it has the ruins, so it's gonna you know. And you're like, okay, all right, I kind of get it. Let's yeah, just do and it. then this film probably should never be remade again or have a sequel or prequel or anything. It should just lay dead. But with all those problems with the sparks, the the fast cuts edit, the weird holding the glass, why can't they go over the glass? All that stuff can be erased and we can make a way better film today that could actually be creepy and actually be scarier. In this basement. Of course in this basement. What is it with you people? If it was next door, I wouldn't give we a We shouldn't shit. go there, right? Leave this one. No, actually I would say I think with today's modern technology, I actually think and again it would actually it would still take some more brainstorming. I think you could actually make this movie again. You could go creepier with it or I feel like you could go sillier with it, whichever way you wanted to go cuz I feel like this movie again when you watch behind the scenes for this movie they're like, oh, this is so creepy and scary. But you watch it now and you're like, well, no, it looks cool, but it ain't really creepy and scary. Yeah, nothing was creepy or scary. Yeah, so I feel like you could go either way where it could look cool and kind of like, okay, I like it, it's horror spooky. Or you could really make it look creepy and scary. But I think with today's technology, with VR viewers, with um, AR technology, I feel like you could do something really cool with it. Again, it would take brainstorming. I think you could do something really cool with like AR or video headsets with 13 ghosts I, I think we're at the point where the technologies actually would fit it a lot better than just viewing glasses you know no no, no i agree I, I think you can make this movie so much more terrifying i think you need the backstory for every ghost because that's going to be really tough to do uh and i always thought of like let's make like a prequel where we deal with one ghost at the end of the film when they capture that ghost finally you see what they're trying to do they have 12 more to go are you going to make enough money to make 13 movies like that? It's not a Fast and Furious franchise. Well, if you make an awesome movie about one terrifying <laughs> ghost and uh, the lore of ghosts and trying to catch them and not go the R.I.P.D. route that somehow is getting a sequel, you can, uh, I think you can make a, a really good ghost film that leads to 13. What about this, right? What about this? So when you go to buy your ticket, right? Most tickets now are mobile, right? Nobody has paper tickets anymore. So when you buy your ticket to go see the new 13th Ghost, your ticket on your phone has a ghost attached to it. And so when you go to the movie, you actually have to have your phone out with you because it kind of gives you an AR viewer. And so in the theater, the ghosts come out while the movie's going on. And like your ghost will be like next to you, sitting to, with you and stuff like that. I think that would be cool and different. I think the best thing they could do is upgrade every movie theater with movable glass. And so, you know, the movie the movie comes on <laughs> and the, the glass just starts moving all over the place around the movie theater. And, you know, there's flashing lights and, you know, there's ghosts, you know, maybe we can do that. I think Steve's idea, though, is the problem is we don't want cell phones at a movie theater, you know, playing during it. So this is a movie where you sell that. You're like, oh, 
don't bring your movie to the, your your movie phone your movie your don't bring your phone to the movie theater. Bring it to this one. You're gonna need it. You know, like they, <laughs> they do like a <laughs> they do they do like an old school like William Castle and Tenet. So William Castle. I love the skeleton in House of Haunted Hill. Yeah, he he's he was all about making those gimmicky 3D buzzer seats. Those kind of cool, like, 4D, you know, when you go to, like, Disney, the 4D Muppet Adventure or whatever. Like, that's what he was about. In fact, a really cool, fun fact, uh, the movie came out in 1993, actually, before this movie, called Matinee. Which is, again, for me, I have very fond memories of it. For those who remember ever seeing it, it's a movie about this, like, Schlotsky filmmaker who's who, who's into these, like, crazy things. Trying to like release a movie during the Cold War era in the Key West, and he's like, you know, and, and it's just kind of a coming of age movie. But he was based off of William Castle. Like he puts buzzers in the seats. The name of the movie is called Mant, half man, half ant. And he like hires he hires people to protest the movie so that way it'll draw up buzz for the movie. Um, uh, but Matinee, John Goodman's character, the main character, uh, is based off of William Castle, and 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 I think. If you're going to make a William Castle movie like this, like House on Haunted Hill, like Ghost Ship, you need to, you got to, you got to have fun with it. Like Ghost Ship, you should have had like the smells of the ocean or something, you know, and like fog in the movie theater when you're watching it. I think, yeah, uh, trying to bring an interactive or trying to bring something to the movie theater is a cool idea that's kind of lost and dead. Pretty much just 3D or IMAX is now uh, the deal. Uh, I like it when a movie theater, like when you go see Halloween, if you saw like Halloween Kills at some theaters, like the one I was at, when you got out of the theater, they had a guy dress up as Michael Myers waiting for you, which was really cool. And he'd just walk around. You get to Yeah, that's around. cool. You know, or like my experience when Halloween Kills, um, I was hoping somebody would show up and kill me when I got out of the movie theater. Because it was such a bad Yeah, movie. when I saw it at your house, I was just like, is there anybody with a knife that could stab me? You know? Get this over with. <laughs> Let's make it realistic, you know? you know. Evil dies tonight. Anybody? Anybody with a knife? Anybody? Seriously? How are we gonna rate thirteen ghosts, Nebar? One stupid kid on a scooter. I really wish that kid died. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was looking up. That kid actually did die. No, he's dead now. <laughs> I can't just say no. Yeah, uh, Alex Roberts. He played Bobby Criticos. What kind of last name was that too? Criticos. He played um, a Bobby Criticos. I mean, he didn't die as a kid. You know, he died. He died at twenty-two, <laughs> hit by a car. Wild, right? Hit I don't believe this. Was he on a scooter? Um, as an adult? No, of course. I don't know if he was on a scooter, but he was twenty-two. Got hit by a car. He was. He was out. He was there with his with his two children, his, his boy and his girl. Um, they lived, but he got hit by a car as wild. Alex Roberts, look him up. He's dead. Because he was in this movie. <laughs> you know that, right? So my rating was, I'll give it two out of five. Two out of five. Two out of five razors. Okay, yeah. No, I'll give it a... This is an average film for me, but because it's a, a film that most people know and everyone can, can talk about it, everyone knows something about it. Like It's a popular film. I enjoy watching it. I have a good time. So a three, just an average film for me. The story's so bad. The characters are so bad. Literally, it's just a cool... It's just a cool thing. Like, if you if that movie came out today, mm-hmm. nobody would watch it. Nobody would watch it. But because of the time it came... You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you're, you know, you're rating it on a, on a scale, kind of. Even me, I don't want to hate on it. I like it. I, I have very fond memories of it. You know, um... The Angry Princess got me through a lot of dark times when I was a kid. 
So, but I would still give it a two out of five. But I would still give it a two out of five, you know? It could be a two, definitely, but I did bump it up to that three because we still talk about it. We still watch it every once in a while. When I saw it on Netflix, I was excited. I was like, oh, I remember this movie back Who in the day. Who are you watching this movie with? Like, like, what are you doing <laughs> to them? Like, why would you do that? Do you do this to your friends? I mean, I made you guys watch it. It's, 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 his, it's his mom. No, it's his mom. It's like, mom, I'll bring up 13th Ghost again. She's like, this is the 12th time this month. Please stop putting up 13th Ghost. Well, you got to hit 13. Please stop. <laughs> like, like, who are you? Why would you do that to somebody? What did I just say? Did I just say there's a petting zoo downstairs? No. There are ghosts downstairs. This is a fun film, guys. I mean, I remember the movie not being super amazing, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, man, this is horrible. I was like, there's probably reasons why I don't remember parts of it. <laughs> Even Steve Beck, who directed the movie, he, he he's directed two movies in his entire life. He directed Ghost Ship, and he directed 13 Ghosts. And then he was like, yep, I'm done. That's my career. Can't do this again. Here's a crazy line from the movie. Here's a crazy line from the movie, right? Okay, this is between the nanny and um, Rod Digga and Shane Elizabeth's character. Bobby, don't call your sister a slut. Thank you, Maggie. I prefer the term bitch. That was in a kid's movie? Yeah, that I do remember that. That was a crazy line. That was a very wild like scene. Like, what? That was, that was insane. I do remember that. That was crazy. <laughs> First bitch sluts are like they they get paid money or something that was wild yeah yeah wild uh how about the music though you don't like the song at the okay, end okay so cool fun fact about that which everyone i guess could pick up at this point well rod digga is the one who made the lead song for the soundtrack yep. which is plays at the end credits can anyone name another famous horror movie it, it probably falls under the horror category where one of the stars also makes the lead song for the soundtrack. Deep Blue Sea, LL Cool Which, yeah, I was just going to say Deep Blue. Deep Blue Sea, LL Cool My hat is like a shark's fan. <laughs> like a shark's fade. Yeah. My hat is like a shark's fan. <laughs> yeah, no, that's horror. That's classic. Kind of a freak. I'm a little bit of a freak. Ghost. <laughs> 13, 13 ghosts. Thank you for listening to Trippin' in the Woods podcast. And if you survived the night, please come back for more.